Hey, everybody. Today on the Charlie Kirk Show, Steve Baker, who might be arrested any day now by the federal government for reporting on January 6th, talks about the pipe bombers. It's very important, everybody. This might be the thread that really leads to the unveiling of the regime. I also, at the end of this episode, give you some hope and a very specific example of how we are in a better chance to win the 2024 election than we were in 2020. So hear me out and listen to the end of this episode. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Subscribe to our podcast and email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. And make sure that you become a member if you can. That's charliekirk.com and click on the members tab, charliekirk.com. Click on the members tab. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Joining us now is a true American patriot for the wonderful theblaze.com. And we have some time, so I want to go through this comprehensively. Steve Baker, he's been on the program before. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show. So, Steve, I want you to first just start with your background on January 6th and then remind us why you're under threat of arrest from the Biden Department of Justice. Then I want to get deeper into the more substantive revelations. Yeah, the history is very simple. I was actually there on January 6th covering it like so many other journalists were. I was uh, I was independent at the time. I wasn't uh, a stringer for anybody or freelancing directly for anybody at the time. But my work was used by uh, the New York Times, HBO uh, and other news agencies all over the the world. But uh, subsequent to that, I I did uh, volunteer to an FBI interview about my activities that day. And then later in 21, they actually notified my attorney and said that I was actually going to face charges uh, for uh, for what we weren't exactly 100 percent sure at the time. And then after we kicked back and kind of did a a press offensive back in November, December of 21, they backed off and we didn't hear from the Department of Justice for another 20 months. And then in August of this year, coincidentally, right when I was beginning my relationship with the blaze, suddenly they popped up again with a grand jury subpoena for all my videos that I took on January 6th, which wasn't necessary, Charlie, because we had already voluntarily offered them all of that. We had nothing nothing to hide. It had been used in news programs, so we had no reason to withhold that from the FBI. So uh, then after the grand jury subpoena, and we did uh, uh, comply with that, then they went silent again for another four months until just before Christmas, Uh, This past Christmas, we heard from them yet again. FBI contacted my attorney and said that they expected me to self-surrender in the city where I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, the very next week, which would have been Tuesday, the 19th of, uh, of December. 
Uh, we went in, you know, full combat mode once again, uh, this time with the Blaze um, helping me, and they backed off again. So right now we're just waiting. We've The last we heard was that they were going to have me uh, self-surrender sometime in January, mid-January, that they would give me seven to ten days notice this time. And it's now, what is the date? It's the 23rd of January, and we still haven't heard from but what, them what yet. Would the cr- what would the crime be, Steve? Trespassing? Yeah, well, uh, the, you know, the four basic misdemeanors that everybody gets hit with uh, related to January 6th, you know, the glorified trespassing charge, the parading and interfering, you know, with what was going on that day, the operations, that th- those kinds of things, we think that those would be there. But our intel from inside uh, DOJ is telling us that they are trying to say, this is quote unquote from what we've heard, is they're trying to save face by finding something more um, impactful to hit me with. And so that is why yesterday my attorneys all came together this past weekend and uh, they issued this press release that went out yesterday, um, just basically throwing down the gauntlet to the DOJ and letting them know and just saying, look, you you guys have been threatening our client for two and a half years now. So either do it or let's, you know, let's back off. But if you do it, we're going to fight and you're going to have a major, major uh, First Amendment fight on your hands. and, And we will take this to the mat all the way. What have you had to pay in legal fees so far to defend yourself as a journalist? Interestingly, Charlie, I've been blessed in that um, I have not had to come out of pocket very deeply in this process because my attorneys believe in this cause. They, you know, look, these these courtroom defense attorneys, they want to fight. They want to go to court with this. They want to they want to challenge. And this is a fight they want because this this list of attorneys that we uh, showed yesterday that that signed this press release. They want this fight. They want to take it right to the Department of Justice. And two of them are former uh, federal prosecutors themselves wow. uh, for over 20, 20 years uh, apiece. Yeah. So the I mean, I just just really quick and then I want to get into some of the revelations. How is what you did on January 6th any different than some of these award winning journalists that embedded themselves into? I mean, I, I, I happen to stumble upon sometimes weekend programming CNN, MSNBC, and there are these award-winning people that they profile that went into the Capitol with cameras, and they said, oh, they did war zone-style coverage. And like you said, you were a freelancer. You had the regime. You had HBO. You had Axios taking your footage. How How is what you did any different? And isn't reporting a First Amendment-protected activity? Well, first of all, and this is this is a, you know something that most people do not understand. Just because you're a journalist, whether you're credentialed or whether you're working with the New York Times or freelance, it does not give you the right, legally or otherwise, to enter a restricted space. So if the government is going to say that everybody that entered a restricted space, whether it was on the lawn or inside the building that day, was committing an illegal act and therefore should be charged, that same penalty applies to journalists. Now, for generations, for hundreds of years, maybe journalists have been allowed to by law enforcement. They, you know, law enforcement has, has allowed people inside the police lines or inside the tape, inside the restricted areas, because they understand that what the journalist is doing there is for the benefit of the public interest. And so if they're going to apply this prosecution only to journalists who 
narrative doesn't comport with the regime regime's approved narrative, then then this is where they're going to open themselves up to a charge of selective prosecution because my reporting, the way I saw it through my lens, doesn't I didn't see it the same way as Luke Mogelson, who submitted his story to the New Yorker that day. And Luke entered through a broken window. He I went through an open door. He crawled through a broken window that day. And and he's one of these award-winning war, score, war correspondents, uh, uh, legitimately so. But he entered a restricted space just as I did and just as 60 other journalists did that day. So the – of course, the selective prosecution, they, they do that all the time. And so, Steve, let's now dive into some of the recent revelations. What is going on with the pipe bomber? You have some news to share. Yeah, th- this this obviously was covered very extensively in uh, Darren Beatty's uh, revolver story. Uh, and then, of course, obviously, Tucker had him on after that to, to get into it some more. And this this is just really coming into the public interest right now because we are learning for the first time in three years how much information has been held back from us, particularly about the DNC pipe bomb at the Democratic National um, Committee's headquarters there. The, the, the RNC and DNC about a block and a half apart. They're a couple blocks away from the Capitol. They're very close. What we are knowing now and what even mainstream uh, press uh, colleagues that I speak to are admitting is that it's very apparent that these two bombs were, in fact, diversionary devices. Now, we're going to be at odds at who we think might have planted those bombs and what the the purpose of the diversion was. But the fact is, is that they were diversionary devices. They were not viable uh, uh, explosives as the FBI continues to portray them. But more importantly, we're learning so much more because they they were withholding information like, for instance, what I revealed um, just a, a couple of days ago is that the person who discovered the bomb at the DNC was a plainclothes Capitol police officer. And when he discovered that, he did so very casually, which was very odd. And uh, uh, Beatty's story really covered that very well. And he, he discovered it very casually. Then the Metropolitan Police officers and the Secret Service uh, agents that he reported this discovery to, they responded very lackadaisically. And then that opens up a whole bunch of questions. But first of all, why has the government, why has the FBI in particular only identified the person who discovered that bomb as a passerby for three years. And they have stuck to that story without revealing that, in fact, it was a Capitol Police plainclothes officer. Okay, Kirk fans, I need you to stop and pay attention to this. If you deal with exhaustion, brain fog, mood swings, or food cravings, if you're constantly getting sick or simply lack the zeal you used to have in life, then I have some news for you. A while back, I found a liquid supplement called Strong Cell. And it changed my health in a very profound way. I take it every single day. Look, I knew I had to partner with them. I did the research. Google and look up online what happens when you mix NADH with CoQ10 and marine collagen. It's simple. Every area of your body has cells. So if your cells are healthier, then you will also be healthier. You don't have to take my word for it. Listen to one of these testimonials. After taking strong cell for six weeks, I found improvement in many areas, less shoulder pain, improved mental clarity, increased natural energy, and so much more. I'm thankful that Charlie Kirk recommended this to his listeners. Rebecca says, I absolutely love strong cell. At first, I didn't think it would make much of a difference for my chronic fatigue, depression, and anxiety, but I thought I'd give it a chance. I've tried to find depression meds for 10 years, and since you strong cell, I'm feeling better than I ever have on depression medication. Customer for life. Thank you, Charlie Kirk, for recommending this product. 
So there it is. You've heard from me directly and some of the users who have seen their lives changed by Strong Cell. I personally recommend taking it every day for at least 30 days. Uh, I take it every day before I go on the air, and it's helped me in more ways than I can even name. Each of our bodies is very different, so I would recommend you give the supplement at least two to three months to see the changes in your body. Go to strongcell.com and learn more for yourself. That's strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. And don't forget to use discount code Charlie at checkout to get your special 20% discount for Kirk listeners. Or you can call 888-596-0155 to order over the phone. That is 888-596-0155 or visit strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. So Steve, two things. You would think if a police officer finds a pipe bomb, one of two things happens they get really scared and start calling in reinforcements. And secondly, there's also a police officer feels, and this is a, a different take I've heard, but they kind of want credit. I mean, you just found a pipe bomb at a major political installation. You're a hero. You're Richard Jewell. Right. You're, you you might have prevented the Centennial Park bombing. And right. neither of those things happened. There was no parade. There was no look at this guy who was doing his job. In fact, we had to scrap to find out who did this. Yeah, it's exactly the opposite of what we have seen by the other Capitol Police officers who have been given book deals, who have been uh, given presidential medals, uh, congressional medals, who have been uh, awarded with multiple appearances on every single talk show with, you know, Whoopi Goldberg on The View and such as that. But and now we have one of those officers running for uh, Congress. But the point being is, is that they kept this guy uh, obscured. Now, he was a plainclothes officer. Does that mean he was undercover? Those are two separate designations. But as a plainclothes officer, he does have a special level of security clearance. So it could be that they just don't want him known. They don't want him publicized. But you're right. In most cases, you would you would certainly give an attaboy to the guy and a medal and a pat on the back publicly to let him know that he did his job. But instead, they've kept his identity secret for this entire three-year period, along with so many other. This is this is what makes no sense. You know, it took a year before they revealed that uh, then Vice President-elect Kamala Harris was even in the building. Why, as we mentioned, why didn't they go full AOC with her or allow her to go out and and become a you know a celebrity victim like AOC did on January sixth? when she was cowering in her office building, of course, where there were no protesters at all, but she was claiming and uh, telling the world just recently on the third anniversary that she had comforted herself that day on, on, on January 6th by accepting that maybe she had already fulfilled her purpose on this planet. So, so she was ready to give her life that day. Of course, her life was under no such threat, but why didn't Kamala Harris uh, milk uh, the same level of sympathy for the purpose of the narrative capture that the, that the um, uh, Democrats uh, gained on that day to begin with, but they didn't. They kept that information from us. And in fact, this is this is the really bad part, Charlie, is because it was assumed and alleged by the Department of Justice itself that Kamala Harris was inside the Capitol. They increased 
the charging and the sentencing on several of the January 6th uh, defendants. And once it was revealed that she was not even in the building at the time, that she was at the DNC headquarters, they had to go back and do superseding indictments on quite a few of these defendants and charged uh, with J6 crimes in order to, you know, update the fact, oh, we got that wrong. Well, the government knew where she was, but they withheld that for a full year. So I, I, want, I want to keep diving into this, Steve, because they have a problem and the problem's not going away, largely because of you and Darren Beatty and this program and Thomas Massey and Elon Musk. Elon Musk deserves a lot of credit. So Elon opens up Twitter X and Darren's tweet was seen by 11 million people. That, that is a profound impact. And so yeah. if, if we accept the premise and we can speculate and I, I want you to. If we accept the premise that this was some form of an operation, something here smells, then they have to close the loop here. And that's what I think is they're struggling with. So Christopher Ray and might not have known about this. It might have been a contractor. It might have been an insurance policy, or it very well could have been something that Christopher Ray was briefed on, a clandestine operation that the FBI knew. We'll, we'll hopefully figure that out. But every so often they're... They're kind of dancing with, oh, it's still under investigation. And then Thomas Massey gets this clip. It's like, is it really under investigation? And they know that sometimes the cover-up is where you really get in trouble. Hey, everyone. Charlie Kirk here. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they are the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this program, which is why I'm so proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious liberty, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, our military veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. So keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash charlie or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use offer code CHARLIE. Join me and make the switch today. That is patriotmobile.com slash charlie. That is patriotmobile.com slash charlie or call 972-PATRIOT. Join me and make the switch today. That is patriotmobile.com slash charlie and free activation using offer code CHARLIE. So Steve, walk us through then. What is your best guess as to what the pipe bomb story or saga is? And then talk about their attempts to cover it up. Well, you always have to default, Charlie, to government incompetence. And and you also have to default to are they, in this case, covering up their incompetence? Because we saw from the video that Massey put out and that uh, uh, Beatty covered so well, and that so many have, have done great commentary on experts, uh, former Secret Service, former FBI that have looked at this, uh, the former intelligence and Capitol Police that I've allowed to see this video as well, and and heard their commentary. All of them are aghast. They're shocked at the lackadais- lackadaisical nature of uh, what the response was to being informed that there was a bomb 10 or 15 feet from you. And then you kind of finish your sandwich before you get out of the vehicle. And then you amble over and kind of, okay, it looks, you know, okay, it might be. And then the fact that they didn't cord on off the area. See, there, there was two very different responses, Charlie. Over at the RNC, that bomb was found just before the first barricade breach on, on January 6th. 
uh, and the um, the Capitol Police bomb squad handled that one, and they did everything by the book. They cordoned off the area. You had the police tape, everything that you expect to happen if you have a bomb scare or a suspicious package finding. Over at the DNC, we saw just seven minutes, but we saw a very improperly um, uh, orchestrated response to that. And I will tell you that we have coming a lot more of that video. We have more before, we have more after, and we even have another camera angle that we have discovered here, uh, the Blaze analysts have discovered in our time at the Capitol CCTV viewing room that we're going to be rolling out very shortly. And it's going to even look like more of a cover-up when we show you the additional footage that we have attained. But having said that, uh, we start with incompetence, right? But then we have to figure out, you know, our five different agencies that were on the scene. We had the Secret Service, we had Metropolitan PD, we had Capitol Police, eventually, obviously, the ATF and FBI responded as well. So when you have five different agencies, are they really uh, trying to... Uh, cover up for each other? Was there a coordinated cover-up? Was there a coordinated planning of a diversionary pipe bomb? Look, I don't think that anybody, uh, any of the best conspiracy theory minds can put together a scenario where they could keep this quiet across so many agencies. And then, of course, now we have people throwing in the CIA into the mix. So I don't think that that happened right now with what we know and what I know and what I've seen. But I do believe that we are at the very least minimally seeing the cover up of incompetence at that time. Now, you throw into the the soup uh, hug. Again, what we were talking about earlier about why did they withhold the information about Kamala not being there in the building for a full year? Why have they withheld the information that this bomb was discovered by a Capitol Police uh, officer for three full years? And then when we show you what's coming up, there's some other things that they've been hiding from us that they have not showed us yet. So just I want to isolate one thing. I'm totally with you with incompetence. That's my default position with anything that involves the government. But I I suppose against the incompetence argument, I want you just to think about this out loud with us, would be the improbable timing of when the bombs were found within a short window period of time. Would you agree that that probably pushes back against the incompetence argument? That feels strategic. The the, the fact that we are even, as I said earlier, getting MSN, M colleagues to now join with us in admitting that these were very apparently diversionary devices to take and diminish and thin out the forces at the Capitol, uh, because obviously when the first bomb was reported at the RNC, Capitol Police officers had to respond to that, and they already had a very diminished force that day, which is another story, inexplicable. It makes no sense what, what we know today. We know, Charlie, I have possession of the six permitted events, the actual permits. I have the actual permits that were signed off by the Capitol Police Force itself, leadership, for events planned and scheduled on the Capitol grounds that day, and yet they had only a fraction of their force available to their commanders that day. So you have your first bomb that is discovered just before the famous Ray Epps uh, barricade breach on the west side, and then just only another 10 or 15 minutes later, after that breach, you have the second bomb discovered at the DNC by a Capitol Police officer over there. Yes, it it does cause you to, once again, you have to throw that ingredient into the uh, conspiracy theory soup pot and stir them together. And, and as this thing builds, 
it, more questions are going to be um, demand. We're, we're going to have to ask more questions of these agencies. And I do know, and I will, I will tell you, a lot of people are very disappointed in Congress right now. There are a couple of, of these um, committees that are seriously looking at this. They actually have full-time investigators on. In fact, we know now through our own, our own sources that um, Speaker Johnson has given these committees even more resources, more money, and more staffing to investigate January 6th events. I'm very pleased by that, and I'm, I'm thankful that that's happening. Unfortunately, the American people don't know that, so they're still very angry. Can you riff angry. on that? I, I'm not even aware of that. So you're trying to tell me that what, what, what committees are there? You say there's full-time guys. Do they know what they're doing? I, I've run out of patience with Congress, but build, my, build me up. I'm an open mind because I trust you. So t- tell me more about that. Look, I, you know, I, I'm as frustrated as anybody. I've actually spoken directly with Speaker Johnson. I got a half hour with him uh, in early December where I pushed back against him directly about this whole idea of blurring the faces uh, in, the, in the release of the videos. This is causing tremendous delay. If they continue to go through the process of technically blurring the faces out as they release these videos to the public, as he has promised, it's going to take him 35 years at current pace to get that, that's that's what it's going to take 35 years at current pace to get all these videos out if they stop this process and just upload these videos they can get it done in a few days i learned this morning through one of my congressional sources that they are actually on the cusp now of dropping this whole blurring idea i i'm, I'm fortunate that i had the opportunity to uh, maybe influence uh, Speaker Johnson on that. But the other thing is, is that we do know because the two uh, or the primary committee that oversees the Capitol and the Capitol Police is House Administration and their subcommittee, the Oversight Subcommittee, uh, which is chaired by Barry Loudermilk, they have been given additional resources to enhance and to um, further speed up the the investigations into January 6th. yes. I agree with you. It's been very frustrating for those of us who have been working very hard at this. It's been very frustrating for those of us who are seeing lives destroyed, uh, innocent people that are being are being locked up. And when I say innocent, they're certainly not guilty of the tr- crimes that they've been charged with. No, it's just not. But, uh, it's terrible. To see their lives uh, ruined by these um, uh, this weaponized uh, Department of Justice has been very frustrating for many of us. But as as slow as the gears are grinding, there have been advancements in recent weeks that I'm I'm happy to talk about, and I'll be reporting more on that as I'm allowed to, because that's you know look, we're talking about politics here, so sometimes sometimes we have to uh, wait until we have permission, just like we had to wait on our our permission to release some of these videos about Capitol police officers who perjured themselves in trials, um, because we had to get security clearances from multiple agencies in order to even release the videos of these in, uh, these Capitol Police officers who said they were at one part of the Capitol when they were in an entirely another building uh, in their trial testimonies. Any closing thoughts here, Steve, as we continue on the story? Uh, yeah, let, let, let's let's be patient as we as, as much as we can. And let's we need more of us asking these questions. We need more of us like you. We need more of those who like, have done the good work, whether it's Darren Beatty, whether it's Julie Kelly, whether it's John Solomon and and, and those who are, are experts in at, at analyzing these videos that we are discovering and that we are rolling out. Uh, we need we need these voices amplified and and we are making an impact, Charlie. As I said, we are getting people to be more curious, even on the other side of the the, the political spectrum. They're you know, their 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 eyebrows are going up, their radars uh, picking up a little bit more information and they're going, OK, that that now 
that raises questions, legitimate questions. And that's what we're doing, Charlie. We're asking the right questions that the MSM and the left have not asked, maybe on purpose for the last three years. Excellent. Steve, thank you so much. We'll have you on again soon. And if they lay a hand on you, the federal government, we have your back 100%. You're a journalist. It will backfire on them. That's why I think that they're nervous. And so we have your back 100%. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Email us freedom at charliekirk.com. It's amazing. He was heralded as he was a freelancer. And then he goes to theblaze.com and DOJ says, oh, he's a right winger. Jail. And they've been playing around with it. They've been playing around with it. They've been taunting him. And that's really, this is, this is such BS, the way that the left and the Marxists operate. And I get really fired up about this. Because they'll say, well, there's nothing we're doing that's illegal. He might as well be in prison. That's why he sent that press release. Think about it. It's prison without being in prison, wondering. You can get a knock on the door. You can get an email saying that you're being indicted next week. That's why he sent out that press release. If you're going to do it, just do it. The waiting, the suspense is the punishment. And they know that. That's why they make these investigations go on for three or four years. And even though they might not result in an indictment, people that will tell you that have gone through multiple years of these investigations, they take years off your life, and they would have vastly preferred a couple months in prison and a quick trial than four years of meetings and legal fees. The process is the punishment as much as a punishment is the punishment. Hey, everybody, Charlie Kirk here. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code Kirk and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Get six-pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers. The 100% made in USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-875-0425. Use promo code Kirk and get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-875-0425 or go to MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. That is MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. I think so highly of Mike Lindell. He's a great patriot. He's a terrific person. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. We have several tweets that are going, are they still called tweets or are they called X's? Is it, is it tweets still, or is it my exes are going viral? That sounds very weird. My exes are going viral? My posts on X? I'm sorry. It's always Twitter to me. It'll always be the Sears Tower, and it's always Comiskey Park. No matter how much you guys try to change that, it will be Twitter, it'll be the Sears Tower, and Comiskey Park. Two of those are Chicago references. I don't expect you guys to, hey, oh, Andrew has his own San Francisco equivalent. It was, oh, it'll always be Candlestick Park. Not this Levi's garbage. Is it Levi's or is it now Com- Comcast? Is Comcast even? I don't think Comcast is a company anymore. Oh, that's another good one. Yes. It's not the Harry Reid Airport. It was, it's McCarran International Airport. It was always called McCarran, and it will always be McCarran to me. These forced renaming campaigns drive me crazy. So I would just, I want to say this. And I'm, I'm about to brag on Elon Musk. So I say this, I... I there's anyone that can make X work. I just, it feels so dirty when someone sends me an X link. I don't know. This should be like firewalled or something. It's disgusting. Anyway, 
we have several X's, several posts on X going viral. And it, it's striking to me. There's all these polls, and I'm going to connect this dot. You will see this is a pattern, and this is good news. You want good news, everybody? I'm going to ask you this as a speculation, and I want you to answer it as a hypothetical. If Elon Musk had not liberated Twitter, do you think immigration would be the number one issue in America right now? If Elon Musk had not liberated X or Twitter, would immigration be the number one issue in America? Do you know immigration is now the number one issue over inflation? Definitely over abortion, over everything. It is the number one issue on every single poll. The same way we've moved public opinion on the trans issue, I truly believe Elon Musk allowing free dialogue on Twitter X is shifting public opinion in real time. This is why they have to try to take out Elon Musk. Now, we've spent a fair amount of time talking about how they're going to try to assassinate Trump. They're going to try to get rid of the election. I firmly believe that this election in November will be fairer, not fair, fairer because of Elon Musk. Narratives are collapsing all over. They have to get more and more desperate and more and more wild the weaker they get. They used to just shame you on TV and bark at you on MSNBC like the race lady. Now they have to literally imprison you, but they are losing so significantly on Twitter and X every single day. Because when you start to see the images and you see the videos and you see it, I know this sounds a little bit like hopium, a little bit, but hear me out, everybody. I'm starting to feel that the regime is kind of on defense all the time, and I hate to get too high in our own supply, but I think the Twitter X thing is bigger than anybody realizes. And I could say it's kind of like BC and AD, before Christ and after Christ, as far as like how different it feels, as far as New Testament, Old Testament, just like how different life under enemy occupied Twitter under Jack Dorsey and life under liberated Twitter is completely different. We are now seeing public opinion polls shift the more that we collectively as a movement emphasize a topic that never happened, everybody. Prior to the liberation of Twitter and X, we'd kind of go viral on truth or one of these other things, which is great, but it didn't penetrate mainstream opinion. And by the way, James O'Keefe, I had a great call with James O'Keefe yesterday. He has a barn burner. He's got a real story coming up. He has a story. It's going to be one of his biggest stories. It's a really, that's all I'm going to say. He told me all about it. He briefed me about it. Keep your eyes on James O'Keefe, everybody. He's got something really, really big cooking. He's got footage that will make your jaw drop. Amazing footage. Thanks to Twitter X, Elon's thing, we have a fighting chance. We were enthusiastic when Elon did it. And it has led, in fact, exceeded civilizational implications. Pray it remains that way. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening, and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.